Welcome back to the Invisible Podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Jess. And welcome to what I think is going to be the final show of the year, correct? Maybe? Uh, I think we still got a second countdown, but that might be January where we do our countdown of 2021 in general. Yeah, we have like a superlatives of, is that what they call yes. it? Superlatives of? Yes. Uh, we had to do. Um, uh, and we and really, you shouldn't do the superlatives until 2022 because 2021 is still happening. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But we do have our 50 best songs of 2021 we're going to talk about today. Before we do that, if you've been paying attention to the news, which I have not been, but I've been paying attention enough to know that Kentucky got wrecked by... Uh, some tornadoes this past week or so yes and, uh, uh, this uh it was saturday early saturday morning late friday afternoon early saturday uh, yeah so just just like a week ago then yeah from time that we're recording this which is a saturday morning at yes. 6 a.m my time friday night your time <laughs> yes it, actually we were going to record this episode last week but i said hey let's hold on some bad storms are coming through and that will probably mess with the recording because i was hoping it was just going to be like loud thunder right and uh it turned out to be a lot more across a lot of places yeah i think i saw somewhere i don't know where but i think um i'd have to look it up but i think there was something that said between 1800 and 2020 there have been 17 tornadoes to hit in the month of December in Tennessee. And then this year, December, Tennessee has had 19 tornadoes alone. So, yes, uh, I, yes I, know where, I know where that is and we can link to it. It was a tweet sent out from a local Nashville weather, weather. service. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, a little known fact about me. When I was living in Tennessee, I got, um, I went through the storm spotter training with the National Weather oh. Service. Yeah, it's fun. I've, I've always wanted to do that. I've almost done it a few times just to. It's cool. It's yeah. a cool learning experience, but. And, and it's important. So yeah, I think you, you, they use that stuff, especially now a lot more because you can do all that with uh, Twitter. And you, they, so much information, uh, live information, especially when tornadoes are moving or damage is moving, people are posting to a hashtag that's created uh, and they're telling where they are and what's, what they're seeing so people can track the storm as it's really happening, which can help in a lot of ways to saying like, hey, if you're in this area, get out. Yeah. of uh, the outside go say go to a safe place it's really useful um in rural communities where there's not a whole lot of people who are trained and there's not a whole lot of like like i mean if, if, if a storm's happening in a major city like nashville then people like you know, yeah. everyone's aware but if it's somewhere more rural especially once you get towards like the midwest and the great plains areas where um there's not a lot of technology or there's not a lot of like cameras and people around to observe yeah. things. So, um, so I have a link to Kentucky's, um, let me make sure I got it right. Western Kentucky disaster relief fund that, uh, the governor of Kentucky set up. 
uh, turned out a really fun, yeah. And also it happened, I think two nights ago, uh, Super Typhoon Odette uh, barreled through the Southern Philippines and basically destroyed pretty much everything. Um, so in places like Cebu, uh, Bahal, I'm pretty sure Palawan got, got hit. Uh, so, uh, I have a link to an article on Nylon Manila magazine or website that has just a ton of organizations that are accepting donations for, um, like for local Filipinos, they can donate like household goods and stuff like that. But for um, people remotely located, like Americans, we can donate money to any of these organizations. This is just a whole list of people and that are accepting donations. So uh there's choice on that one but it's good to help people whenever you can yes so yes. yeah and with that i have some other interesting news for you okay last time we talked about how need to need to breathe was the only band that we knew of that referenced themselves Ooh. in a way i have a i have a new one i have a new one um so yeah just to recap we oh, yes. were discussing we were discussing uh, how need to breathe is the only only band that we knew of that had that referenced themselves in a non-referential way like reference their own name in a non-referential way like they're yeah. not talking about themselves they're using the name of their of their band in a way that is like yeah um, integrated into the song in the, for need to breathe it was how much air i will i need to breathe is what yeah. they said in the line in uh, a song called something beautiful I yeah, kind of screwed up that line a little bit. No, but. that's roughly accurate. Yeah. Um, but I found one. I found a new one. Uh, it's called the name of the song is called "Once in a Lifetime" by the band All Time Low, and there's a lyric. Uh, there's a lyric in the band where they go, "Try to forget you, gotta pretend to, till I hit an all time low." So there we go. There's your there, second one. There it is. That is, yeah. And We've got two more. I think we're gonna make a playlist. Yeah. We're gonna call it a self-referential in, in pencils self-referential playlist. So <laughs> self-referential, not referential, or right. something like because it's, it's like the non-referential self-referential playlist or something. I've been waiting for two weeks to tell you that. Oh my goodness yeah so uh you know there has to be a bunch more times where that people have done it because they have uh there are songs there are bands who have names that it would work perfectly like yeah i'm looking well even at our list we have like bands that might work as rise against uh um who else let's see i'm thinking like the national parks they literally get their name from the fact that they come from a state where there are a bunch of national parks. Right. So you think they would talk about the national parks one time, but I don't know if they have. I've, I've never heard it on a song of theirs. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. So maybe Newfound Glory could do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not saying that it's not obviously tongue in cheek or referential in some way, like they know what they're doing. They're oh, just not they going. Do. 
Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I don't think any band who's ever done that has been like, "Oh, yeah, that's also our name." Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Wow. No. It's so. Yeah. This is the Cold War, kids. Sorry. <laughs> all right, we're giving away some of our, oh, our artists on the list here. Yeah. First of all, here's another one: Dreamers. You don't think Dreamers has ever said the word Dreamers? I I don't know. I don't listen to Dreamers that much, to be honest. No, oh, okay. Neither do I, so I don't know. Yeah. See, I thought if, if anybody would listen to Dreamers, it would be you. They're more like your style, I guess. I'm not sure. Yes, I would love, uh, we need to have like, it would be awesome to have people like guess which of these songs I put on here and which of these songs you put on here. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll take each of our top 18 since technically I only submitted 18 and you submitted like 32. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to get fifty. And yeah, fifty makes sense. Your musical engagement has not been as as broad as mine, I guess. This year, you've had much no. less time. <laughs> yeah. Also, I listened to the same like few bands, and what we were trying to do with this list is, uh, and we we fudged with it. We play we we changed it up a little bit. The idea is that no, uh, only one band, only one song per band. Now, yeah. featured artists, that got thrown out the window. There are a few people here that get awards for being the featured artists that pop up all the time, but they're not the main artist on yeah. more than one song. Yeah. Yeah, we did that last year a little bit. There was like one or two artists last year. Let me uh, pull up the list from last year. Uh, anyway, no. Yeah. Yeah, we did do that last year. We had, uh, I think, two or three artists that were that came up twice. But we only had the top 20 last year, and this year's top That's 50. Um, yeah. So a little we, more room to play with. We we branched out more, and I got more than 10 people. I got 10 last year. It took me forever to come up with 10. And this year, uh, I was paying attention from day one about songs. Because my problem is I like songs, but I forget what year they come from. I hope all these that I came up with came from 2021. That'd be I awful. I didn't verify, but... It's 50 songs, so they get... (laughs) I verified several of them, but I can't guarantee that they all are. Some may may have come out in late 2020, and I'm going to count that because they probably got more airtime in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about one song in particular I wanted to put on here that came out like October 2020, but I've listened to a lot this year. Um, It's uh, Paper Thin by Elenium and Tom DeLonge, but I didn't put it on here because I was like, yeah, technically it was 2020 song. Yeah. Someday we have we've thought about actually doing our top like songs of the 2010s and the Oh yeah, we should do that. Because it's so far out that it having been like 2 years since the 2010s uh got a little bit more of knowledgeable about what we would consider our top songs. I created a list back in 2019 at the end of the the, the teens and I would change it up a little bit because there was a band or two that I just skipped accidentally on my top 12 songs of that year. So I could probably come up with like 20 songs that I would consider these songs I like from the teens. I I wouldn't do it. Unfortunately. I I mean, I can come up with a lot I like, but I like to say like, these are the songs. Like these are the ones that are the ones that I'll always listen to. I want, to, I want songs that I can go and die 
will always love you. Ooh. Okay. Will always love you. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the hell is wrong with you? Nobody knows. They're still trying to figure that one out. Uh, uh, by they, no one. So one band that I really love that did not make the list, that did put it on about this year, um, is Switchfoot. Oh. I didn't like the Switchfoot album that came out this year very much. So, but with that, we'll, uh, we, I, I'll do this. Uh, we'll count down like the, I mean, honestly, they're not really in any particular order, so we can mm. talk about any of them. Yeah, none um, of these are in order. So maybe we should talk about some of our, some of the ones we picked. Uh, not all of them. There are 50 songs on here. I don't think we should talk about every single song. That is boring after a while. And there's not much I can say about. I don't even know what I put on here. Hold on. I'm trying to find one that I have nothing to say about. I don't really have much to say about Las Vegas by Houndmouth. <gasps> I just gave one away that I put on that's here. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have much to say about it. I just like the song. Yeah. And that's how I feel about um, a few of the songs on here. All right. Sorry. I sold my soul to the devil for one of these. Um, it's a I weird put, thing to do. I put... It's I put Transparent Soul by Willow and Travis Barker on here. Um, I really, I really despise Willow. Like I really despise the like. Um, I just don't like her. But Travis Barker has been like killing it this year. I think I've talked about it before, but he's been. I think I think he's released either like a feature or a song pretty much every single week this entire year like he's been killing it in a lot of the newer like pop punk and emo generation is um in some way worked with travis barker and willow's no exception um but travis barker also is on um so k let's talk about k flay for a second because <laughs> she's on here three times more than a second <laughs> yeah so we yes. got Kayflay on here with Arkells. Um, yeah. The song You Can Get It, which when that came out, I was really excited because I love Kayflay and you like Arkells. Yes. So I sing the song. Yeah. You sent me, it was wild because it was the first time I think you've ever sent me a song to listen to that I had already listened to and knew very well. And I was like, <gasps> it was like the merging of our music. And our music yeah. does overlap a lot, but more historically, not necessarily currently. Our yeah. music styles don't overlap that much. But this is one of two songs that overlapped. Yeah. Uh, which is wild. Uh, we'll get to the next one once we stop talking about K-Flay. Uh, but. Yeah. So, um I don't really like Arkells all that much, but uh, this song is amazing, super catchy, and K-Flay's like twangy voice on here just really goes well with uh, mm. the entire thing. And then I also put on here a, a more recent song that she released called "Dating My Dad," which features Travis Barker. So he's like everywhere. Um, I think he's on three songs on this list that i put on here yeah um so he's on uh dating my dad the trend the willow song and 
Oh, the Avril Lavigne, the new Avril Lavigne song, Bite Me. Have you heard that yet? I have not. There are several of these that I'm like, oh, I don't know these it songs. It is extremely catchy, and it comes out like right, right, right from the start, from the start of the song. It's like it just like grabs you. But um, I'm very happy that Avril Lavigne is back to doing music that's actually decent, and the fact that she has Travis Barker producing. Um, I don't know if he's producing her entire album, but he uh, did this song and did the drums in the song. So um, she was on another song with a guy called Mod Sun earlier this year. I think it was earlier this year or late last year called Flames. Um, I couldn't remember when, when I came out, otherwise I would, would have put it on here as well, but then that would have been like another another instance of redundancy. Um, but then also Kayfle is on the uh, Matt and Kim song, Everyone Sucks But You that I also put on here. And I don't like Matt and Kim either, yeah. but I love this song. <laughs> I love the fact that you have, Ar- you I, technically, I think I was the one who said Arkells and you, but you also agreed that this was one of your songs yeah. that you really liked this year. So uh, I love the fact that you have Arkells and Matt and Kim on here. Both bands you have stated you dislike and both bands you have seen live. So it's not like he just dislikes them because he's heard a song on the radio. Right. He's seen them both live. Yeah. I have too. Uh, we actually saw the Arkells together. I saw Matt and Kim at a different time than you saw Matt and Kim. Yeah, I saw Matt and Kim like when they first came out, when they were on tour with uh, Blink-182 and My Chemical Romance. Me and Donnie went to go see them in Indianapolis. So I didn't like them when they opened up. I had never heard any of their songs, like Suyu Versions or anything. That was just the first time I've heard of them. And then I listened to them after the concert and I never liked them since then but then when this song came out i was like okay it's got k play on it let me let me give it a shot and uh it's really really good um so uh another artist on here okay so k Flays appears on here uh three times as does upsaw mm-hmm. are you familiar with upsaw i am not so she's just a relatively new singer. were you up sell upsell for me yeah i don't know I, I don't even know if i'm pronouncing her name correctly in all honesty but it is her real last name Ooh. Uh, and she's from arizona yeah well i first heard her on so my 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 favorite track of the year is um mike shinoda with her and um ian dior uh happy endings which is like um sort of a retrospective on 2020 more or less that's my that's my favorite song of the year that's why i put it like straight at the top um even more than any angels and airwaves song that has come out this year but i love the whole angels and airwaves album nice. um so upsells on that one and then i also have the palm reader remix from dreamers which is another band i don't like that much uh that features big boy from outcast all time low that we just talked about and upsell so uh, that remix is really good. And um, there's another one. Oh, she has her own song, Time of My Life, which I really like too. So I put that on here. I have the time of my it's not, life. It's not like that. Like that. Not that song. You listen to it, but it's really good. Um, so, yeah, speaking of bands I don't really like that much that uh, I threw on here as well. Um, I think we both agreed on the games, the punk as fuck remix of games by Tessa Violet. Yes. 
that was i prefer the non-punk uh, version but you you like the punk version more yeah. so i was like sure we'll go with it i think we don't need both versions on here so i went with the punk it's amazing though uh, they're both good the the version's good yeah i'm really liking her like of the artists that you've introduced me to over the past that's the reason why i like doing it last year because last year i took the playlist that we made and I listened to a lot of those artists that you had suggested, and she's one of the ones that I really liked. So she's like now in my in my circle of of artists that I enjoy. Um, uh, a former Nashville person, she's not Nashville anymore. She's not native to Nashville, but she was here for a while making music, and then she left to LA. So there is something I like about people who go through Nashville. Yeah, but if you leave to go to LA, is it really? like that's kind of like a, a traitorous move you know uh, she's pop so yeah it's fine. pop is hard in nashville it doesn't fit right. so i've talked a lot about some of the songs on here what what do you what have you enjoyed this year so so i'll tell my number one song which sure. is not on the top of this list and <laughs> uh and that is That Funny Feeling by Bo Burnham, which is from his comedy album. And it is not a comedy song, but I love it because it really gets into uh, just, I think it is another song that encapsulates 2020, the pandemic, uh, political unrest, all the stuff that were ha- that's been happening over the past while. And climate change. It talks a lot about climate change in the song. But yeah. Uh, and Steve Aoki, who is also on this out on this list, uh, yes. used to be. Uh, it actually mentions his name once, but I, I, that's my favorite song of the year. It's just so not great. Phoebe Bridgers has been doing a lot of covers of it. Uh, if you've heard that version, that's really? a good version. Yeah, she covers that song a lot. I prefer his version to her version, but you know they're both good. So that's just my number one song. It's uh, sad. <laughs> yeah it's just a sad song um let me look at some other songs on here that i really like stay high uh by britney howard fe- featuring childish gambino it's actually an old song but this version the one with childish gambino mm-hmm. came out this year and i think it's really good their voices just go well together in my opinion and britney howard is amazing uh some of you might know her as lead singer of alabama shakes is that right I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of my other songs this year is Truth Is by Teddy Collins. Uh, she is, that is the, uh, that is one of the singers of the band Shell. Uh, really? she is the, That's who that yeah. is. Okay. And I love the band Shell. I've been, really been getting into them a lot over the past few years. They're not, they kind of split and started doing their own thing. And she is the first one that I heard who had, came out with stuff. And this was her first single. She just had a uh, music video drop today really? for another song. Uh, and I just love Truth Is. I think it's so good. Uh, let's see. Headlights by the National Parks. One of that get away from everything type of things. So let's just get away. And I love that. Um, not really get into a lot of stuff here on this. I and really like I really like National Parks. I will, That's another band that you're going to shoot. I really, yeah. I really, really enjoy so. I have a friend who is from uh, Salt Lake City, Provo area, mm-hmm. and she was in national parks are from Salt Lake City, Provo area. Uh, 
as well. And so she was seeing them. They were a local band playing at a show and she's like, hey, check out this band. And so I went online and I started checking them out. I'm like, they're everything that's, they're a really good singer songwriter band that would uh, really has a Nashville sound or has a sound that fits to the Nashville singer songwriter uh, style. And I love it. So yeah, they're definitely a lightning type band. Oh yeah. And they don't ever, they rarely get on lightning 100, which is weird, I guess, because they are from Utah instead of, for those of you who didn't know where Salt Lake City slash Provo is, it's in Utah. Right. Uh, Provo is where BYU is, or if you were, y'all were curious. Uh, but I, I, they, they are very much a Lightning 100 type band. And you'll see, like, most of my bands on here are Lightning 100 type bands. Yeah. Like, repeat, yeah. repeat, Brandy Carlisle, uh, Ark Hills, yeah. National Parks. I mean, even Need to Breathe, I've heard them a lot on uh, Lightning 100. Uh, actually, most of these bands. Most of these songs that I have on my list are Lightning 100. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just that's the station I listen to the most. That's the local station here in Nashville. It's local independent music. And uh, so, so I did not AM do radio. AM radio. So AM radio, first of all, it's much better than the Everclear version. I, I, I said it. I said it. Shots fired. I do not like Everclear. I, I like Everclear's version of AM radio, but anyway, I haven't heard this one yet. This one's, uh, it's a little, it's similar to the idea of just this back, back in the day type stuff, but it's softer. It's, well, it's not softer. It's not hard. Uh, my problem with Everclear, and I'm just going to be honest here, I've heard them live twice mm-hmm. and there are two types of bands that you hear live when you go to rock shows. One's where you can hear what they're saying and one's where you can't. And I don't go to a rock show to not be able to hear the lyrics because you have your bass up too much. Uh, yeah. I just don't like that. And I mean, some people do. I don't like it. I don't find it fun. I want to be able, I'm there to hear you sing, not to hear your, not to hear this, you pluck a string which goes through 14 amps and then comes out the back of a sound system for me to hear. I can hear that at home. Hmm. Like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> it's fair. It's completely yeah. fair. I do like AM Radio by, by Everclear, though. So yeah, I Lumiere's, like Lumiere's are a pretty decent band that I that yeah. I like enough to listen. I, I just haven't heard this song. It's just not. Yeah, this is very new. This like came out just a few months ago or a month ago. So this yeah. is off their new album that's coming out th- that came out this year. Uh, and it's of the singles that I've heard on this album. It's the only one that I really like that much. Just gonna be honest. They have another song called Bright Side. I was a big fan of it. I did hear I heard that one. And that's probably why I didn't I haven't heard this one because yeah, yeah that, I didn't like that one either. And my last thing, speaking of Bright Side, the Killers are on here. Uh Killers have a new song that is really good. I really love Quiet Town. It is really good. I, I've listened to it a lot. Um yeah, it's another band that's been more I've been adopting more lately. Yeah. Ever since they came back from their little hiatus or whatever, I've been yeah. listening to them a lot more. They had a song a few years ago called Land of the Free that was just amazing. Um, pre-pandemic, but very political. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the last one I'll talk about is Mountains Like Wax, which is a local band that I, uh, that's been getting bigger and bigger in the Nashville area and even beyond that. And I uh, knew them when. 
basically. Uh, by I had a friend who they re, I had a friend who sang, and they really they were he was a good singer, but he was you know he was just doing local small stuff. And mountains like wax, they loved him, and so they got him to do. They want to do shows with him, and so I went to their house to see a house show. Really, uh, I have like their first single somewhere, uh, awesome. and now they get play. They get play, airplay a lot, and they play bigger shows. They're not like super big, but it is cool to know that I knew them back like eight years ago when they were just really getting into it. When they were just like a. I don't know if they were MTSU college band or what they were back then. Hmm. Uh, and from, and now they're, they're much bigger and it's always like, Oh, whenever we hear them on the radio, we're like, Oh, we knew them when, and I still have that single somewhere that they, they were so happy that they did their first ever single that they finally recorded and got it to sound good. And it's just so cool. And yeah. Also to hear them, how much better they sound than they did back then and how much more confident they are, even though they've had some member changes since then as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. And of course, my friend doesn't really sing much anymore. So That's so really cool. That, um, and I, I've listened to that song. It was pretty good. So That's the only band on here that I knew them when or I've ever met. I don't think I've met anybody else on this list. Well, they're even a- like just seen them touch them or whatever not that i go touching people normally there there are a few bands on here that uh i never thought i would put on here so i put under Earth's hallelujah on here under Earth has a new album coming out and under Earth is like a uh i guess more like metalcore um like they're a lot harder band than what um the rest of these are but I put them on here because a that song is really good and it's really catchy. But um, b they're a band that another band that went on hiatus that uh, had like some membership changes and Aaron Gillespie had left for a little bit and uh, he he had been, he was doing the almost and then he went back to Under Earth. But so um, I put that on here and then Aaron Gillespie himself just released yeah. a new EP. I was like, um, wait, <laughs> yeah, he just released a new EP and it's amazing. So I put his the first track on it uh, called "Pay the Man" on here, yeah. um, and then another band. Our, what's that? I was gonna say, look at our top fifty list with twelve artists, <laughs> <laughs> none but, of which are featuring each other. It's just like they all did their individual <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, and if you look at this, Blinkway Two is layered is um, layered throughout all my submissions as well because <laughs> um, there are three songs with Travis Barker along with one song by Arrested Youth featuring Mark Hoppus, which is Five Mile Away, which is one of two songs that Mark Hoppus has been on this year because he's been going through cancer treatment. Um, and then Angels and Airways, Restless Souls. Um, that whole album, the whole Life Forms album is amazing. It's probably my favorite album of the year. Um, but um, of course it would be because it's my favorite band. So. Makes sense. Um, Restless Souls is um uh, the one song that I think this year I've listened to the most uh, by Angels and Airwaves. But then another song on here is Amberlynn, Two Graves, which is like the first single they've released since their hiatus from like 2016 uh, or 2014. I can't remember when. It was like a few years ago. I went to like the last, um, when I did their like farewell tour, more or less. And 
So I was really sad to see that they weren't going to play anymore. So they just put out a new single called Two Graves, which is really good and really heavy. Um, so I'll put that in here. And Need to Breathe with John Foreman. Um, John Foreman from Switchwood, Carry Me. That song is really good. And then John Foreman's on here again with <laughs> A Place Called Earth from his solo album. Uh, but Switchfoot is not on here because their album is not that great this year. You know, For you, Switchfoot. Go, John uh, Foreman. I do like Switchfoot. But, yeah. And I have I did buy that album on vinyl because I'm a completionist, and I have all the other albums on vinyl. But I just didn't like it that much. I don't what know. a weird completionist thing. Why <laughs> vinyl? Why vinyl? I'm just, I'm me. How, um, how, if we put this, our best songs on vinyl, if say we could do that and we didn't get sued and by Eric Clapton or whatever he's doing these days. I don't know if you heard about this, where he, he sued a woman for selling a bootleg CD on eBay for like oh, $8. I did see that, but Eric Clapton's a total fucking douchebag. Like, yeah, here, here's the thing that we won't get into too much. We're not even talking about his anti-vaxxing rampage that he went on about, uh, about being about the symptoms he got from the vaccine, the symptoms he had before he got the vaccine, but he got them from the vaccine. Uh, that's my favorite part of that. But the thing about it is, he is so racist, and he has been from the beginning of time. Yeah, yeah. So that's just all you need to know about. Don't even worry about the vaccine stuff. Just yeah. Which is what people like. Oh, you just hate him because he's anti-vax. No, he's a racist. And his music isn't even any good. I don't. I can't think of any Eric Clapton songs I like. So, yeah. If you can put them in the comments or something, whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> one that he's fa- there's like the famous one, "Tears in Heaven." Uh, Don't care. And I won't get into that song because there's some uh, there's a lot of stuff behind the what that song is about, and I don't know all the details of how of what that song is all about. I mean, I do know the story. I, there's just more to that story, I think, than what we're hearing, and I don't want to know. I refuse to look into that. And I'm not going to say it here because now, because I want you to have to go do your own research. Yeah. Uh, you got it. I don't care about never cut in that one way or the other. No, don't, don't it, save yourself the time and effort and never care about Eric Clapton. Yeah. That's what we're going to say. But anyway, uh, if we put the, all 50 of these songs on vinyl, yeah. how many vinyls would it take? Do you think? Uh, well, so each vi- each record normally holds about 40 minutes, so it would be probably f- five or six discs, like record discs, yeah. That's wild to think about. Yeah, that's 50 that's songs. Why, this is why albums used to be so freaking short. Yeah, and, it is. Out of necessity. Yeah. Well, a lot of artists recently they put out albums. They'll put out if they put out an album that is more than like forty minutes, then they'll do a double album. Like they'll do two records in one, which I have several versions. I have several examples of. But. And albums aren't really a thing anymore, to be honest. Is it like nobody's? A lot of people are just bypassing albums and just putting out singles. Well, so what a lot of labels will do is they'll bring on a new artist, like they did this with Upsaw. Um, They'll, they'll bring on a new artist and they'll put out a couple of singles and see how they do. And then they'll put out a couple of EPs and see how they do. And if the singles and EPs do well, then they'll either merge those singles and EPs into an album or they'll do an entirely new album. So that's what they did with Upsol. She just put out her first album. Um, they did that with a lot of um, newer artists. Um, 
But even older artists are starting to explore that avenue as well because it's cheaper to put out an EP than it is to put out an entire album. So The, The problem with putting out an album is you're putting out like, the classic thing is you have a 12 to 16 song album, right? And you have four singles. So that is a bunch of songs that very few people hear and just do not get, make that much money. You're not making money off those songs. Those are free songs basically, because you're selling your singles and your, and, and who you are. So it makes sense now. Like I want to sell all my songs that I'm putting out. And it also means, I guess there's less trash that gets thrown on the back of albums. Yeah. Um, well, so, uh, so the EPs are a little more digestible as well. So when you put out an EP with four or five tracks, that's easy, easier for somebody to sit through like on Spotify and just go through and digest than that's it is for. Um, so it used to be that you'd go to you'd go to a CD store and you'd buy an album, and then you would take that album and go put it in your car, and you'd listen to it several times before you either put it on a shelf. Yeah. And now with Spotify and, and digital music, um, music is just so, um, the, the turnover rate for music is so high that it's hard to actually like get songs to be listened to. So it's easier for the artist to put out a limited number of songs that may do well to put out 12 to 15 songs that three or four may do well and the rest will just not like there's no yeah. reason to even invest in production or anything to get those done because they're like they're like the extras when you buy a dvd or something yeah back when we whack when you bought dvds yeah yeah, yeah so, just get, it's just it's just not it's great they sound great some of those songs are great some of those songs are trash and you know it you can tell like you just stuck this on here to hit a number right. of songs that you wanted to hit you're like i need 12 songs on this album yeah i got 10 just throw on these other two that are clearly terrible. Well, so when Taylor Swift put out her um, her re-release of Red, she put out the entire album, which was like 20 songs, plus like 10 other songs. So her, the track list for Red looks like the track list for this, for our top 50. <laughs> it is enormous. Um, but I did put uh, her new, the new song that she did with Chris Stapleton, I Bet You Think About Me, on here. Along with the song that she did with Big Red Machine, um, which is like the dude from Bon Iver, I think, um, Renegade. So they're both really good songs. But, so. I'm, I'm looking through this and I have a question for you, Adam. Yeah. How many of the bands listed on this have you seen live? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, let's see. I Matt probably Tyson. should... So I put I put a hurt like that by Fangs with Matt Thiessen, which we talked about earlier in the year, um, on here. So I've and, seen Matt Thiessen live with Ryan K. Yeah, and you can do it like with you've seen if it's just a solo person, like you have uh, if you have a solo person John and you Foreman. have their band on here, like if you had John Foreman and Switchfoot, you count them both. Yeah. If you've seen Switchfoot, so that type of idea. So yeah, some of these will double up. And of course, if you've seen K Flay, you've You've got 46 of the <laughs> I think uh, K-Play is my artist of the year, for sure. Um, so. But, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 I've seen several times. Same with uh, Matt Thiessen from Reliant K. Angels and Airwaves has Tom DeLong. I've seen Angels and Airwaves and, and Blink-182. Uh, who else? Arkells I've seen live. 
Need to Breathe, I've seen live. Switchfoot, I've seen live. So Amberlynn. Um, who else? Uh, I think oh, Rob Thomas is on here with the with the used to be acoustic version with Stevie Aoki, which is um, which contains like a uh, they call it like an interpolation of um, Unwell by Matchbox Twenty. Um, Matt and Kim, I've seen live. I think that's it. How about you? Okay, well, I can go through the ones I've seen live. Let's see. I have seen Brandy Carlisle, Matt Thiessen, uh, Repeat, Repeat, Arkells, uh, Brittany Howard, Childish Gambino, so that's mm-hmm. six, Teddy Collins, uh, Nash, no, Mountains Like Wax, uh, Nas, I've seen live. Uh, you have really? Nas on here. Yeah. Yeah, um, we, we'll talk about Nas in a second. I want to talk about yeah. that track. And I'll get back to that in a moment, too. Michael Fronte. Uh, that's 10. Need to Breathe is 11. Cold War Kids is 12. Moon Taxi is 13. Matt and Kim is 14. Lumineers is 15. How Mouth is 16. Chris Stapleton, technically 17. He only mm-hmm. played like a song. Brian Reith, um, that's 18. Sorry, I got blank on where I, where I was. Lord Huron. DC Talks on here. Go figure. Yeah. That's we'll talk about that in a second, too. Yeah. I have not ever seen Switchfoot or John Foreman live, but Rob Thomas is 21, as I've seen Matchbox 25 times, I believe. Uh, let's see, who else on here? Uh, that is it. So 21 of the artists I've seen nice. live. So we'll talk about the Nas song for a minute. Yes. I've so been I waiting- saw Nas at Bonnaroo just to, oh, in 2013. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So I've been waiting for 20 years for Nas and Eminem to, to do a song together. And so this is the one they got, it's EPMD2, um, which is obviously about EPMD, the rap group from the late 80s and 90s. Um, so I was very excited to have Nas and Eminem on the song together. Because prior to this, the only time I'd ever heard them on the song together was when they did a demo for Detox um, called uh what was it called i can't remember what it was called they had a demo that they did the, that they did together for detox but eminem was rapping dr dre's part so eminem was rapping like he was dr dre which speaking of which dr dre and eminem just had like a a, a song from grand theft auto 5 um release like uh leak it wasn't released it was leaked um oh god i can't remember what it was called but they just had a new song leak it's like number one on genius right now wait grand theft auto 5 yeah. Oh, so Grand Theft Auto Five is putting out a bunch of new uh, DLC that oh. features Dr. Dre and Anderson Pack, and so one of the songs from it is this um, Dr. Dre and Eminem track. And I think we're gonna see a new Dr. Dre album probably within the next couple of months. Oh, well, I say that we always thought we we're gonna see a new Dr. Dre yeah. album. <laughs> we never, <laughs> we never got it. But uh, like we never got Detox. Um, we did get that Compton album, which was okay. But that Compton album does have one of my favorite songs of all time um, with Eminem. Uh, what was it called? What's the one I put on there? The, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Medicine Man. That's what it was. Mm. Yeah. Merrick, we talked about that. You're not our favorite songs of all time thing. Yeah. Um, so Dr. Dre albums, uh, Dr. Dre album rumors are, there are more Dr. Dre album rumors that come out every year than there are uh bigfoot rumors that come out every yeah. year <laughs> like yeah yeah so but we did get a full 
a full song released, not released, leaked um, from those from Dr. Dre and them. So yeah, so Nas and Eminem on the same song, really good. Yeah. I'm happy to have it, and uh, I wish they would have done that a lot sooner. The only time this has ever happened before, um, Eminem produced a song called "The Cross" on Nas's album "Godson," and uh, it's just Eminem producing. Eminem doesn't actually rap on it. So, um, yeah, DC Talk is on here with Jesus Freak Al City remix. I'm technically, uh, I have seen Al City live. I don't know if that counts. Oh yeah, I've seen Al City live. Yeah, we were. Yeah, I think we, we saw. They were. Yeah. He Al City Nashville. was at the Reliant K show, right? No, it was no, at the no, same. No, we saw them separate. Yeah, it was separate. We saw it was at the same place as Reliant K show. What was it called? Oh, what's that? What's that venue called? Oh, what is that venue called? I always forget it. Uh, Mercy Lounge. I think that's it. Yeah. Cannery Ballroom. That's it. Cannery in Nashville. Yeah. Which is moving. They're moving the Cannery Ballroom from that uh, from that location. Really? Yep. Apparently, uh, which, to be honest with you, I hate that area. It's just such a hard place to get to see a show. And I've never liked Cannery. I'm going to be honest. I hate Cannery. It's just not. It's a weird, weird location. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, airflow is terrible. Yeah. Angle of the... The, the way viewing, the yeah the way yeah the whole setup of the yeah it's not a good venue it's really not so basically what if you don't know what we're talking about so take a rectangle and you got the short ends you've got a rectangle that's like the that is uh like a block of like a book take a book just your regular size book and then on one of the short ends uh where it meets one of the long ends do like a uh, 45 degree angle yeah. And that's where the stage is. Yeah. So, uh, so on the right side of the stage, if you're watching from the right, it goes back like hundreds of feet, <laughs> but it doesn't even go back a hundred feet on the left side of the stage. So it's so off. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's low and there are columns everywhere and it's just. And there's not, not a whole lot of ventilation and yeah, there's no. pillars and there's people with their fucking phones um you you like i remember i think it, it might have been at reliant k like i was like sweating yeah and then i went to the bathroom and like as i got away from the thing all of a sudden i was like cold air everywhere yeah and it was like what the heck why why is this only here and i mean i get it like in shows there are a lot of people together but it was like there was still packed in the back it just yeah. better air yeah that's where i saw so I've seen Reliant K there, Al City there, and Amberlynn. That's where Amberlynn played their show there. Um, I don't like I don't like that venue at all. If I remember correctly, Reliant K is going to a much better venue that it has a similar vibe, but it's centralized. It's like a rectangle, but in the center is where the stage is, and it's much more open, bigger, and more ventilated. Where are they playing next time? Oh, uh, where are they playing? Is it uh, Marathon? Marathon, I think. Yeah. Marathon Music Works. Okay. that's over actually by where lightning 100 is it's in the same place venue as lightning 100 if i remember correctly nice. watch me screw this up i i'm not great at all the local places in nashville i went to the muse once and if you ever went to the muse then you know you've dealt with a lot of crap <laughs> i've no, i've never been there i've only it been was the uh, third, i've only been to third and Lindsay like once so yeah. or i've never been to uh, yeah we went to the charts of clay uh 
uh, what was it? Uh, their in inland uh, yeah album release party, public album release party. Yeah. Many many years ago. It doesn't seem like that long ago. That's the thing. It's like 2013. Yeah, it was. Oh, um, we're old. Fucking. All right. So one more time. One more. Speaking of being old, this is actually a good segue. Because one more song I want to talk about in here. Um, is old the, by the band is, Old. No. Dad Vibes by the band Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Speaking of bands I never wanted to hear their name <laughs> of again. All right. But it's a really good song. It's actually really like groovy and catchy, and it's very like tongue in cheek, uh, self aware. It's it's a good song. Um, Lip Biscuit, I their new album, um, the new album is called Still Sucks. So it's Lip Biscuit Still Sucks. So it's very like tongue in cheek, very like I said, self aware. So that vibes is a really cool song. So I put it on here. People love it. Oh, Anthony Fantano loves Dad Vibes. If you don't know who Anthony Fantano is, he's the bass player on the song 21 Unjaded by Goody Grace that's also on this list. And also, he's a music reviewer on YouTube. But, yeah. It's all connected. It is all connected. It's all connected. So, I think that's about everything I wanted to talk about on this yeah. list. We're gonna put this list. Uh, I the the playlist is already on Spotify, and uh, we'll link to it in the podcast notes, and then we'll put the track list on Instagram. And uh, yeah, anyone who listens yeah. can enjoy our. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of these songs do have uh, music videos. Yeah. In fact, every song I put up here has a music video attached to it. Um, so. Yeah, I believe so. I believe every every one of my songs or a lyric official lyric video it has some kind of official video. So I think every song I put up here, and, and uh, as a most playlist. of yours probably does too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the G- the Jesus Freak Al City remix has a lyric, has a lyric video to it because the he um, Adam Young like um, rearranged some of the verses and choruses, so it's basically a whole new track. But that's why Ooh. I put it on here. Like, you haven't heard it yet? I have not. I didn't know this existed until doing? I saw this playlist. Okay. All right. Well, you, this is the first song I heard of 2021 that I heard is the Jesus Freak Al City Room. He released it on January 1st, 2021. Like, and uh, it's amazing. But, um, and it's the most DC talk content, new content we've gotten in 20 years. That's not true. They have released several songs together over the past 20 years. There yeah. was the Atmosphere remix. And there's oh, come on. The Atmosphere remix is barely them. It was mostly Toby Mac. And that's the thing. Like, Toby Mac, and then you have... Uh, is, is Michael even on that song? I could say it's on that song, yeah. Is he? Yeah. I can't, it's been so long. But you have them, like, in the background just saying stuff. This is, like, uh, where Toby Mac is featured in a lot of songs. Where yeah. all you have them in the background going, yeah, <laughs> or city on a hill. He like says one line and gets paid who knows how much. Yeah, <laughs> like true. he's on the shelter that the shelter album. Yeah, he is. Yeah, George and Clay he shelter. says like one line over and over again. So basically, he walks in the studio and says his line, and that is it. He copy and paste it. <laughs> yeah, and he did that with like uh, so many songs he's featured on. It's literally 
he's not really even featured. He's only said he's featured because of his name. Yeah. Like he's not actually featured. And of course we're talking about someone who is very popular in a very small group of people and is completely meaningless and less popular than the majority of these people on here. Right. Like we forget, like we both come from Christian music backgrounds where yeah. we really love Christian music. And sometimes you forget, like it's such a small group of people that they ain't that big. Yeah. I mean, there are some Christian bands on this list, like not, not, not like overtly Christian anymore, but there are some Christian bands on here. Like Under Oath used to be considered a Christian band. They're not anymore. Um, Need to Breathe has always been struggling yeah. that line. Yeah. Amberlynn has also been straddling that line quite a bit because um, Stephen Christian from Amberlynn releases a lot of solo music as a Christian artist. Wait, what's his name? Stephen Christian. So. Yeah. Of course he was a Christian artist. That's his name. So, yeah, but it's also I didn't really, yeah, the yeah, genre. I, yeah. It was, I was trying to do something stupid and it just didn't come out. No, that's fine. It did come you, out. You stupid. accomplished stupid. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but John Foreman, John Foreman's the same way. Switchfoot, like, Charles, the same line as, as, as Need to Breathe. And John Foreman releases stuff as a, as a Christian artist. So does Aaron Gillespie from Under Earth and The Almost. The Almost is more or less considered a Christian band. Um, Under Earth is not anymore, roughly. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's some. I still doubt oh, music over here. Yeah, Brian Reith, of course. He also is he Christian? Used to be used to be on Goatee. Rain Down, I think, is a pretty Christian song. It's a new Wait, version of an old song. This is Let's be Rife. Yep. Oh wow! He changed it. He changed that. his name. Wow. He didn't really change his name. He just changed his uh, name. He went by. Yeah. So when he was B Rife, he was just really this corny singer songwriter rap artists that like straddled the line between like michael b smith and kj52 <laughs> like yeah <laughs> and then he uh yeah he kind of dropped that and kind of took it more serious and oh okay now i'm gonna go listen to it because i haven't heard it yeah. yet okay. i feel like he's he he's now instead of being a uh dc talk wannabe which he said michael w smith and kj52 i right. went with Old, old DC talk want to be more of a John Rubin light. Okay. Not as good as John Rubin, but uh, you know. Nobody's as good as John Rubin. Yeah. Nobody. But I feel like he sounds more like John Rubin light in a way of what, what he's trying to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, I really like the version of the song. I, I have, I've listened to some of his songs over the years and I've really liked a bunch of the ones I've heard since his corny days of I'm gonna go listen to it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, I forgot what else uh, we were talking about. So. We were t we were talking about Christian music. Uh, yeah. So there are a lot of Christian stuff on. And of course, we do we say Matt Thiessen? Uh Yeah. Matt okay, is always like me. Yeah. Struggled that line. I mean, they used to be firmly in it, and then they got kind of out of it, and then they're kind of back in it, and they're out of it. They just kind of can't decide like so many christian artists that aren't like full into worship songs do yeah. you want to be a christian artist or you do you not and it's really hard to make that decision yeah well so none of the, none of the christian artists quote-unquote christian artists that are on here have none of these songs are really uh 
I was gonna say I was gonna say none of them are overtly Christian, but then the John Foreman one is overtly Christian, and so is the Need to Breathe one. So they are overtly overtly Christian songs. Yeah, and then of course there's uh, there's uh, ta, ta, ta. was I gonna say I was gonna make a joke and I can't figure out what, what song to do the joke with. <laughs> you can get it is talking about getting the love of Jesus. <laughs> Oh, somehow. I 21 and Jaded is about the 21 disciples that were jaded about their old way of being until Jesus found. I don't know what I'm saying. Dad Vibes is talking about <laughs> what God felt. God's relationship he, to Jesus, right? Yeah. Dad Vibes. <laughs> uh, did you, you know, the famous Christian band Lip Biscuit, which comes from the Hebrew scripture, of course, of, <laughs> of Malachi 2.14. Oh okay, God. I have to look that up. I just said it. I have to look it up. All right. Malachi. Think, uh, okay, I'll talk about, while you're looking it up, I'll talk about Nowhere Generation real quick because Nowhere Generation is a song that came out um, at the beginning of the year by Rise Against. Uh, it's another politically charged um, punk song. Uh, it's really catchy and has a really meaningful message to it. So, yeah. And what else can I talk about to fill your time? Oh, I put Lilith. Okay, I'm back. By, I put Lilith by Halsey on here because Halsey's amazing and that song is pretty catchy as well. Go ahead. Okay, so Malachi two fourteen, uh, interesting verse, but I don't think it's a per- it it works. But whatever, you ask why it is because the Lord is the witness between you and and the wife of your youth. You have been unfaithful to her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. That's what that vibe is about. <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's the niv version i could go really old, old school and get you some king james stuff but no it's okay we're good there's probably some there's probably some words in the king james version we're like whoa why are we still using this version because <laughs> let's face it some of those things that it says i don't know it, it doesn't say anything funny the wife of your youth, who gave you your child. Now you have major dad vibes. Go with it. Yeah, sure. Let's go with it. So, yeah. So that is our list. Uh, what is your favorite songs of the year? Let us know. Uh, All right. What's your top song of the year? My top song. I've already said it. Uh, I think we both already said it. But uh, top song of the year is that "Funny Feeling" by Bo Burnham. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And mine is "Happy said, Endings." Yeah. Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park. We're still killing it. Um, so, happy ending. She said is kind of like about twenty twenty, right? And yeah. So, how many songs on here are very much about twenty twenty? I'm just looking at it because I see happy endings, that funny feeling, and then right below happy endings is new disaster by Bare Naked Ladies, which is really, I think, about twenty twenty. Yeah, we definitely should have mentioned that song because that song is amazing. So, I was torn on yeah. Bare Naked Ladies because they had they have their new album. They had two two songs that are really um, there's new disaster. And then there's, uh, what was the other one from the album that I really liked? Um, oh. I, went, I mean, we went with uh, New Disaster because that was the one that you picked. But um, let me find it. Yeah, they had a new album that came out this year. And... Oh, and the whole album is really good. And I have it on yeah. vinyl. Um, of course in fact, you do. <laughs> in fact, I bought it on vinyl from Amazon. They shipped it here. It got here in a little fucking plastic bag. It was already it was all damaged and like the the carb the 
cover was bent and everything. They basically destroyed it in, in shipping. So I had them send me a new copy. They sent that one in a plastic bag, uh, but it wasn't as damaged or it wasn't damaged. Like maybe it had like one bin, but it wasn't that bad. So now I have to send the yellow one back to Amazon. And I, on the, I'm going to show you this. My, our, our listeners won't be able to see this, but you'll appreciate this. We will uh, try to put it. Will we put a video of this or a picture of this online? I, I wrote on the thing that I'm sending back, stop sending vinyl in bags. <laughs> I wrote yeah. it in a uh, big Sharpie on the box that I'm sending back. For. Yeah. It's the dumbest <laughs> thing. Like these aren't see, these aren't like, they will break bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. There are other singles where like, Flip and Good Life. I don't know if you Good Life. Answer. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Thank you for pulling it up because I was distracted by my vinyl story. Yeah. Um. And this is their album is Detour de Force. Yeah. Which and I they, think is a great name for everything. <laughs> but this week they just put a new single out too. Oh, they um, did. I yeah, I haven't I haven't heard it yet, but it's my release radar on Spotify, so I'll check it out. Um, Red Echo Lady's still killing it after like 30 years. Yeah. And um, I think they are uh, so much better than they uh, were back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, their past couple albums have been really, really good. The, oh, fake, yeah. the fake Nudes album was really good. Oh, I, Fake Nudes might be my favorite album of theirs forever. Uh, and my favorite song, Navigate. I love the song Navigate on Fake Nudes. I like uh, the their album Grinning Streak and the song Odds Are. Oh, I love yeah. Odds Are. Yeah, Odds Are was like one of the songs I listened to a lot uh, several years ago. See? Because Odds Are and New Disaster, I feel like, are very similar. Yeah, they are. But So, okay, uh, pandemic songs on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, what else? I think Nowhere Generation is very political, so it's sort of like inherently pandemic related uh what else that might be it that might oh headlights i think has that idea of like let's just get away yeah uh not actually about the pandemic but about i think it's very much about can we just get out of here yeah i'm trying to no i think that's it there are some are sort of um all over the place there's political songs there's christian songs there's a lot of relationship-like songs, especially towards the end where I put stuff in here. Um, it's not pandemic-related because it came out, it technically was written before the pandemic, but Stay High is a, a potential way of dealing with the pandemic. You could stay high, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there, there are even some, uh, I guess, LGBTQ-friendly songs on here, like uh, Maggie Lindman's, Lindman? Is that how you say her name? She knows it, which is like a, um, it's about a girl having a crush on another girl and wanting to steal her from her boyfriend. And uh, I think there's like a couple others on here that are in that same vein. Yeah, there's some LGBT artists on here. I don't know. Their songs kind of go across. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I like our list. And uh, uh it makes for a good listen. If you just throw it on a shuffle, it makes for actually a really cohesive listen yeah. and honesty. 
I think it's diverse, even though there are only 12 artists on here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's missing, though? We, we miss... Um, there's not a lot of rap on here. There's not a lot of... Um, like there's Nas and there's Mike Shinoda. I think that's the only representation of rap. And then DC Talks Jesus Freak Remix, which has some rap. Uh, but And technically Brian Rice album song has is rap so there's more christian rap in here than there's too much christian rap representation in this list big, big boy from outcast is on here so there's a little okay. bit of rap but it's not uh yeah yeah the rap, the rap music this year has just not been great though uh, I, I, I yeah yeah there's maybe rap of, is going through something maybe Maybe hip hop is dead, like Nas said in two thousand five. But Nas's album this year is really good. Uh, King's Disease Two is really good. Um, the whole album is really, really good. Um, but there isn't there hasn't been a lot of rap to like stand out to me this year. So, but that is that happens sometimes. The genre needs to work on itself, and maybe this is a time because rap has gone in two very very different directions over the past few years. There's yeah. been like two very distinct types of rap, and uh, it's always, uh, and I mean, let's just be honest like, rap has historically been very political, and it's moved away from the politicalness and gotten into some interesting, like, pop yeah. over the years. Yeah. Let's just say what, it, it's pop. <laughs> what people call, like, I don't know what artists I should say, but like we'll call Drake like one of the greatest of all time. Like he doesn't even rap anymore. So like he rapped on like his first two albums and then most of his other albums are just like pop croony weekend style R and B um pop music. So I don't Yeah. I don't and I'm see not saying there's now. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I don't I mean uh, but it is different. And I mean, like, I'm just thinking about right now, Childish Gambino is historically a rapper, yeah. not rapping on Stay High. That's not yeah. a rap song. Yeah. Well, Big Boy yeah. is rapping on the Dreamers uh, Palm Reader remix. So if you haven't heard that, you should listen to it. All so, these songs you should listen to. Yeah, listen to all. Listen, link down below. <laughs> Some of them have uh, language, as they say. Actually, all of them have language. You misspelled Brandy Carlisle's name, by the way. I just saw that. Oh, I did. All right. Superfluous E in there. That's a fix weird. That. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll go in and fix that before I post this. Um, I tried to QA this as much as possible, but uh, yeah, it's hard to t- when you're putting this many songs and you can only control V K Flay so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting over the fact that how many, how often we did. I mean, we both it's did just it. three. Both- it's just three songs with K Flay on it. Only one of them are actually is actually her song. Same thing with uh, Upsall. There's only three songs with Upsall. And three out of 50 is like, what's the percentage of three out of 50? Uh, it's six out of 100, so it's 6%. Okay, so 6%. <laughs> it sounds more than it actually is. <laughs> All right. <sighs> yeah, there is a, some slight redundancy. But with 50 songs and two people doing it, doing the ranking, um, you know what's not on here that really should be is Drake's uh, what's that? What was the name of his stupid album that came out this year? Yeah, I, I will say here are some artists that are missing that is 
Oh, wait, are you being serious or are you joking? No, I'm like definitely joking because fuck Drake and Kanye West and all the, those albums this year have been garbage. Dunda was garbage. The Drake album was garbage. There's been a lot of really shit music put out this year. So, One artist that is very much not on here that uh, probably I probably would have put on here if I listened more to her stuff is Adele. I just didn't listen to Adele this year. I have not heard a single new Adele song. I tend to like her music. I just didn't put her on here. I have not even listened really to Taylor Swift this year. Nothing against her. I just tend not to listen like her style of music. It's nothing against her. You know who else um, is on here? That put, so I generally like Lord, but I did not like Lord's new album this year. So I didn't put anything from Lord on here. You're just going to Lord it over her? Yeah. That was dumb. <laughs> that was so dumb. Why did I do that? <laughs> Yeah, this year's been a, been a year for like the. You I mean, think Lord has ever used the word Lord in a song? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm trying to she think back on. Uh, I she doubt said it. she has the song Royals. That's about as close as you can get, right? Yeah, I don't think she's actually like said it in like that way before. Um, <laughs> Lord, lyric search, Lord. We need a place where we can do lyric searches on various bands. Yeah, genius. Genius.com. You can do will it, yeah. Can you? It will? Yeah. Maybe we should have done that on it. Like some of the. Join us on our next podcast where we do that for three hours without any visuals whatsoever for y'all to see. It will be a hoot and good time. Well, so as this is our last podcast of 2021, are there any final remarks you want to say about the year? before we end out before you say that i want to say um again links links for the donations for the philippines and for yes. kentucky are going to be in the description so if you feel like donating please do that any final any final thoughts on 2021 before we nail a put a nail in the coffin on this year uh what a year that's what we can say about every year i mean we can talk about like 2021 was as wild as it was the wildest year we've ever experienced, but we've been saying that since like 2012. I yeah. feel like yeah. uh, ever since Twitter's existed, we've always been saying like this was the worst year. Maybe there's a maybe there's a social media aspect to why years yeah. are getting worse. Yeah. Um, uh, NFTs are bad. <laughs> yes, NFTs are a total fucking scam. Um, that's that's what i say about 2021 nfts are bad we're still in a pandemic uh which some people don't think we are but we're, we're still in a pandemic guys the housing market is still going through the roof because of artificial inflation caused by companies that are investing in or that are buying up properties and then sitting on them for a year and then reselling them for a higher price without ever doing any actual improvement to the property whatsoever that's a bit of a rant but i'm just looking for houses right now in tennessee and we holy we shit were, <laughs> we were thinking about moving we're, we're waiting a little bit uh we're probably gonna wait about a year or so kind of hoping those numbers start coming down to oh that house, house you bought 10 years ago for fifty thousand dollars guess what that's a million dollar home right now. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you <laughs> oh yeah. god but yeah uh so you're moving back to tennessee uh, yep Oh yeah, I forgot to announce that. Yeah, I'm going back to Tennessee. <laughs> Family's calling, and uh, some job opportunities are starting to show themselves. So, I think Tennessee will be where it is. 
home to me. Tennessee is home to me. Yeah. I mean, technically it is home to me. I, I literally live here. I'm currently holed up in Tennessee. Yeah. Y'all know that I live in Nashville. I mean, we've talked about this, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not keeping my identity super secret. I'm one of the 600,000 people that live in this town. So yeah, figure it out. And one of the. Don't figure it out, please. Three actually. or four million people live in the middle of Tennessee area. So yeah. Which is extremely popular right now, apparently. Um, I mean, it's just job opportunities. They've built up a lot of things here. I don't know the last time you were in Nashville, but uh, I bet you yeah. it looks a lot different than the last time you were here. Yeah. Well, so one of the companies I'm looking at right now, um, there's a company that makes guns called Smith & Wesson, and they're moving to Knoxville from Massachusetts. Um, or not Knoxville proper, but somewhere around Knoxville. Um, so I'm watching them very closely because I might be sending them an application for a project management job. Um, so He's going to manage projects. Gun projects. Gun checks. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm no, there's saying. a few companies I'm eyeing in Nashville, but uh, I won't say too much because, yeah, we don't um, want to. We don't don't want to know where he works. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I was just I saying. Something. I don't know where I'm going to work. So yeah, <laughs> once he uh, finishes his uh, CIA operative assassinations or whatever he's doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're wearing a red shirt, and I don't think it was naturally red. This is actually um, ketchup. Yeah. Ketchup, huh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's ketchup, yes, yes. Anyway. Boy, you really like ketchup, don't you? Do you even like ketchup? I can't remember. No, I hate ketchup. That's what I was thinking. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't like any toppings at all on anything. I don't like um, I, I, have we- ketchup, mustard, mayo. Have we talked about your McDonald's ordering over the years on this podcast? No. All right. Let's just go over it real quick. When I go to McDonald's, I order a double cheeseburger plain with bacon. I had just cheese and bacon. I don't order anything else on it. And uh, where I'm at right now, they don't have bacon. So First of all, uh thing that I didn't realize, McDonald's has bacon? Yeah. For like burgers? Like in there, I know they got it in the BL, the bacon, uh, bacon, egg, and cheese in the morning and stuff like that. But well, see, the, the great after- thing about bacon strips is you can not put them on one thing and put them on another thing, and it makes I didn't it know better. they still had bacon in the afternoons. I thought they already, you know, refroze all that. No, the bacon's always on reserve. There's everybody loves bacon. Who doesn't love bacon? Unless you're uh, of certain religious faith, then you certain religions, uh, certain, uh, uh, vegans and vegetarians and uh, people who with health conditions and uh, pigs. Pigs tend not to like eating bacon. But that just means they can't eat bacon. All those all those qualifiers mean that you can't eat bacon. It doesn't mean you don't like bacon. Well, here's the question. If you've never eaten bacon, then you don't like bacon. But you don't not like bacon. You've just never eaten it. This is a Schrodinger's cat uh, scenario we're going through. But Yes. It's, it's also a plot point of How I Met Your Mother. Uh, oh, okay. In season nine, there's a point where someone who's never eaten bacon has to eat a bunch of bacon. The fact that you know that off the top of your head says a lot about your viewing habits. I've seen a lot of How, you Met, How I Met Your Mother over the years. Like I have watched it re- almost religiously for the past like few years. Because <laughs> nice. that's when I'd be doing work. I'd be doing like work and it'd be on TV and it was a nice background thing. So I watched like through the series 
200 plus episodes multiple times over months and it was just like easy to do nice so yeah all right i think we should wrap up an hour and 20 oh did you have any uh final thoughts about 2021 we talked about Uh, nfts are bad no i think uh if you go and watch the the south park covid post was post covid specials um which you probably haven't seen yet but they're hilarious um one spoiler for that uh <gasps> this is where spark your interest a little bit it shows the the boys eric kyle cartman or eric kyle stan and kenny as adults and cartman is a jewish rabbi so this it's it's great it's great <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. I don't have anything about 2021. I'm just ready for the next step in my life, which is moving back to Nashville and not having to live out of a suitcase for a year at a time for the past five or six years. So I thought you had an apartment. You're living in a suitcase. I'm not living in a suitcase. I'm living out of a suitcase. Yeah. I, I really love v- watching videos about van life stuff. And now I want to see a video on suitcase life where you actually live in a suitcase. You should look at uh, YouTube videos by um, like flight attendants and stuff. Really talk about it. Yeah, but they don't live in the suitcase. I want someone who has a suitcase that turns into like a tent. Oh, um, oh there's this girl on YouTube called Hobo Alley. Uh, a, it's hobo h-o-b-o alley a-h-l-e practically that's what she does and it, it's pretty interesting she lives out of like a car more or less like mm. a car so it's it's fascinating it's minimalist it's fa- it always has fascinated me um i would not do it because i know there's like there's a they never show you the downsides of it um, yeah yeah and and the fact that what most people say is everything smells so bad all the time, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'd be interesting to try for like a few months and then probably get tired of it and want to have a place of your own again. So, yeah. If you're going to try, try uh, when the weather is okay. Yeah. Do not try in the winter months in Minnesota. Fair advice. No, I don't have any other thoughts about 2021. Yeah. Um, I think it was a year. Uh, it was a year. It was, it was not a great year. It was not a terrible year for me. It was a terrible year for some people. Yeah. Um, and it just became a terrible year for some people because their houses just yeah. got destroyed by natural disasters yeah. that are less natural than they used to be. So. I mean, they're still natural. Yeah, they're still natural. The disasters are na- natural. The root cause. The root cause analysis points back to human interaction or human. Which, uh, I mean, technically, we're a part of nature. Yeah. 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 But being conscious, cognizant, living, um, free thinking humans, we should be able to take more responsibility for our collective actions. We're we're like uh, like, uh, viruses, as Agent Smith said in The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, we got some good music. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, the world is ending, but we're going to end in style. That's right. You can get it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. It's a good day for a good day. 
Yes, it is a good day for a good day. In a quiet town. Yeah. Carry me to uh, be honest. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Yes. Life is not written in ink. We change, we grow, we make mistakes, we learn, and eventually we fade away. Life is written in pencil. Thank you for listening to the In Pencil Podcast.